Give me an F. Give me an L. Give me a U. You know how it goes. UKW Showdown is in flux. And I like a bit of flux, don't you? Remember a few months ago, quite a few months ago, I mentioned that with the heel stables and factions... You don't use the word stables anymore, do we, in wrestling? I'm going to try and bring it back, you know. Yes. Yes, indeed. Like the stump puller. Anyway, because the factions and stables were bad and nefarious and nasty, it meant that there weren't many rules. And that added a real kind of interesting hot mess feeling. And we've still got that with Showdown now because what they're doing is they've got previously nasty factions and stables becoming good. And the way they're doing it just is showing us... We can't be certain at the moment of what's going on. There are breakups going to happen. There are coming togethers going to happen. And that gives us a sense of fecundity. Oh, yes. Pick the bones out of that one, Brett Hadley. The voice of UKW. Yes. Pick the bones out of that. Fecundity. Everything feels a little bit kind of um, ripe and ready to drop. Yeah. Now, it's Brett and Shelby, the dream team of UKW, perhaps. Can't see them at first. Oh, there they are. Yeah. And it's the Dogs of War versus the... What is it? The Brotherhood? Or is it? Do-do-do. Do-do-do. I, I just... Anyway, it's the Tag League. And um, there's a... Whether it's the Brotherhood or the Flying Squad, Flaming Demon Crow and uh, Uther are... Um, they've got a... Um, a sign, welcome to Crowdown. I think the implication is that Damon's made it himself. I think he's been in the after in the afternoon, and I think he got his crayons out. That's the implication. I don't know if they were crayons. They might be felt tips. But anyway, there you go. As long as they're not filter tips, we're all right. Now, this match was pretty good, actually. It had a good feel to it. There was a Cliff Harris and Atomic Drop, because they're fighting the dogs of war, and it's Cliff and Jacob. A Cliff Atomic Drop to a Reed back elbow. That was great. Now, when Cliff Harrison smacks the chest, I think it was of, of Damon Crow. you've got on the outside, Jacob Reed just sort of rubbing his chest as a, ooh, doing one of those faces. Very nice. Now, Crow's got a kind of, he's got an interesting half-straight jacket kind of pullback, which I, I quite like, you know, but it didn't look as good as the Cliff side effect. I've not seen that for ages. Well done, Cliff Harrison. Yeah. Listen. Damon Crow got Jacob Reed up in a suplex. That is a big, big event. Huge. But something else that happens week in and week out, to quote the Persian Empire and Mustafa Khan, it's the drop kick from Jacob Reed. Big bloke, drop kick. Yeah. But the Brotherhood, all of a sudden, hit the double NRG knees, their finisher, for the pin. It was sudden. It was surprising. It looked like either of them could come up, could come out and come up on top. So, either the Flying Squad or the Brotherhood, I don't know who's going to get the points, but they get three points. And um, the Dogs of War, spoiler alert, aren't finished yet. No. Right, here we go. We've got in the back, because your main event will be Persian Empire versus Persian Empire. That will be Joe and Johan versus, I'm going to say it, Sheiky Castle. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, actually, I, I, I didn't like the idea of it at all. I thought it could be terrible. And you know what? It turns out to be quite heartwarming. Heartwarming. <laughs> anyway, Leonie Rose, who has now got a new role on Showdown as the Keeper of the Peace <laughs> in the Persian Empire. Who would have thought that would happen? I love the way this is working for her. Brilliant. And she's talked to it so well. And she's telling them both to take it seriously. Now, I think that on the one side, you'll be, they'll be taking it seriously. On the other, they might not be taking it so seriously. Can you guess which side might not? Okay, now we've got the Yorkshire Tears versus Sedgwick and Khan. Now, I wonder who's going to win this. I, can't, I just can't guess. I mean, Sedgwick and Khan are one of the conduits, Sheikh Mukhtoum being the other one, to bring them from the dark side to the light, aren't they? Because Sedgwick and Mustafa Khan were mates, they have worked together, and they're enjoying working together. And yes, Sedgwick and Khan do win here in quite in quite a quick time. You've got the Yorkshireman walking straight into a Sedgwick spine buster. It's as if he's walked in and said, go on then, give me give me your best spine buster, go on. Oh, that hurt. Well, yeah, don't. Anyway, then Captain Dan Adams is in with the Tilted World Rana, Hurricane Rana, that is, and a missile dropkick. Very nice. Yeah. Then Adams goes up to the top, hits a splash, but only meets Sedgwick's knees. Sedgwick holds on, rolls him up, and gets the pin. And that was rather good. It was only short, and it's not finished yet. Because Khan wants to fight someone else. He's not finished. Now, it means they'll have a game in hand in the, in the tag league, but out come the dogs of war. Who wants another go? What are you doing? You've just you've just been beaten up here. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, out they come. And, um, yeah, they all kind of attack Cliff to begin with. Yep. And then we've got um, Sedgwick working on, um, on Jacob Reed's leg. He sells it very well, actually. Then a figure four. Some booze for Sedgwick, the owner of the cup. Your crumpets are dripping with butter, my lord. And, um, yeah, some booze for that. Because I don't think the fans quite know who to vote for here. You've got both of these factions coming from the dark side to the light. It's a weird thing. But I do admire UKW for doing it. Yeah, so anyway. So I think Reed reverses Sedgwick. Sedgwick reverses Reed. Then you've got Khan coming in with a huge suplex. And they hit the heart attack. That's the Persian Empire for on, on Jacob Reed, the bigger man, for the pin. Yeah. Sucks to be the dogs of war tonight. <laughs> Two matches, back to back, both losers. Yeah. Now, here comes Cerebral Steve, who's out and about uh, on his mobile. And uh, you can hear he's on his mobile and see he is. And he wants... Um, he wants Cayman Carlisle at Pride and Glory again. So, um, Cayman is here on Showdown this evening, and he won't mention it, but um, that's going to be something to look forward to, ain't it, if it happens. Now, here we've got um, Evan Knight versus J-Ro with Duncan, Big Duncan. Uh, before we get to that, there's in the back the Brotherhood um, paying... Mercer. Was it Mercer paying the Brotherhood? The Brotherhood paying Mercer, that's right. So, um, yeah. Interesting. Because we know that the Brotherhood um, don't like the dogs of war and all of that. Anyway, 
You've now got um, Evan Knight, who likes to do this before every match. He has a chat. He walks around has a chat, and I like that. It's story time with Evan Knight. And he tells us that J-Ro is past his prime. I don't think that's the case. I think J-Ro's got a lot to offer. It's just that he's been doing it for longer than Evan Knight, and sometimes that doesn't sink in, does it? To young Tyros, they're called, aren't they? Tyros. I'm going to bring that word back as well. Yeah, you, you, you could look it up. Yeah. Anyway, this match was good, but quite a lot of it was based around Big Duncan, who was there with J. Rowe Lewis in the corner, head bowed. He lost to Rex Savage at Revolutionary Road, or Rev Road, as people call it, because revolutionary is a long thing to say. And um, let me talk about the match first. So you've got um, Lewis getting Knight down and smacking him on the back. Knight didn't like that. He came back with some strong kicks and a boot wash. Lovely smooth cutter from Lewis. His work is so good. And then a DDT for a very long two. But Evan Knight got the pin. That seated go to sleep with the sole of the boot. He got the pin. It was rather good, you know. Now, throughout this, we've got something that I just think just seemed to be pump priming a little. So you've got Brett saying, I sat down with uh, Duncan, and the idea was that he talked to him, and Duncan said, you know, I was beaten, Rex Savage beat me, that's it. And then Shelby said, I had a chat with him as well. Did you? Yeah. And he told me more or less the same thing, and look, look at him, he looks deflated, totally different. Out comes Tommy Dillon. He introduces a promo from... Um, from Rex Savage. Now I've been saying, you're in your backyard, mate, and you need to get out a bit. So they've listened to me, and he's in some kind of wooded area, or cops, or spinny, something like that. It's far too windy. You can barely hear him. Just go somewhere that's not as windy. You know, an underground car park. That's often where wrestlers go, in it, to do their promos. Something gritty. Anyway, he's got a, a, a contract for uh, Lewis and uh, Duncan to fight he and he and Dylan. Dylan's already signed it. Rex, I, I suppose, has already signed it. J-Ro signs it. Will Duncan? There's a chance of sign it, Duncan, sign it. Yeah, and um, he doesn't want it. And he just leaves. And then we get quite a lot, a, a big moment of pump priming because there's a comment. Looks like he's retired, doesn't it? What? If that's what we're doing down the line, don't tell us now. We've got quite a lot to go here. It looks like he's retired. No, it look, just looks like he's a bit frightened. And, and he's lost his, his, his mojo in some way. But his wrestling mojo... It, I, don't, I just think we've got a long way to go before we say that. Anyway... Yeah, it's interesting, but I, I get the feeling that we know where we're going with this now. Anyway, Brett's hearing on his earpiece, I hate it when that happens, that someone's coming out. It's Ian Creed. He wants revenge. It fuels him. Now, he wants Damian Black. Out come the firing squad. They tell us that that Black is their leader. Do-do-do, do-do-do, and our leader is Damian Black. But Damian Black told me on Twitter that he wasn't the leader of the fire uh, of the of the flying squad. He told me that a while ago. I feel sure he did. I, I don't. I've not misremembered it, have I? So is he the leader, or isn't he? Or 
Is it a consultant post? Maybe he's acting up for someone who's on maternity leave or paternity leave, something like that. That's what it could be. Yeah. Anyway, they um, they accept the match on Damien Black's behalf. And then, because I've accepted, Creed says, and it's going to be a madhouse match. Now, Flaming Damon Crow, I mean, Damon Crow, does that sort of, what? What's that? He goes a bit too far, to be honest. I mean, his voice was so high that only dogs could hear it, probably. But I can understand why he's doing it. And it's great that he's got under the skin. You've accepted it. So it's a match that, I, that, that I'll decide. I'll decide what it is. It's, it's really good, actually. I quite liked that very much. And I liked this as well. NRG versus The Collective. The Collective, Cayman Carlisle, JPR. Cayman's there this week. So um, he's not retiring, JPR. He's, he's there, biggest life, in, uh, in, in the ring. And um, it's in the tag league. Um, there's quite a lot of prevarication here. But remember, you've got 15 minutes. So it's... Um, they all go for a cheer. They, 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 you know, will you cheer for me louder than him? It's that that panto stuff, and they all go for a cheer, you're wasting time, you know, but Cayman and Hamza, wonderful tussling in the ring, really nice Cayman Carlisle back suplexing leg drop, he's so smooth, very nice, Hamza blocks the flatliner, but not a lovely Cayman superkick, yeah, now Mo, when he's in the ring, momentum that would be, can't get JPR down from a clothesline, chooses a missile dropkick instead, that does the job, they're high-low, you know, Top, bottom, NRG, very well done. And JPR favours us with a couple of big splashes in this. Blimey. I mean, they look pretty good, to be honest. He also turns Hamza inside out on one of his clotheslines or, clo- or, or punchlines, really. Then we've got Mo and Cayman matching each other. Really good work this, you know. And I really liked that they made it to the end. It was a draw. The Brotherhood came out and we're all very happy. Ha, 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 ha. Marvellous. Oh, how marvellous. Um, and, um, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was a good match. And the whole idea is NRG can have these big matches, as Shelby quite rightly says, on pay-per-views and on special events, where they're big 20-minute matches, but they can't put people away in the 15-minute limit because they didn't do it last week either. It's a really good way to go, this. And, um... They're down the league. It's mid-table table mediocrity for the tag team champs. Now, Dylan wants to talk to... Dylan Chase, that would be. Wants to talk to Brocco. <gasps> What's that noise? Mercer's attacked someone. Now, he was told by the Brotherhood to do it, and he's a mercenary for hire, isn't he? You see, I'm not doing the Mercer... <sighs> Nerry this week. Oh, just did it. Anyway, he attacked someone. Now, I recognise the shirt, but I thought, who is it? Evan Knight? Is it? Is it? Is it Brett Sedgwick? I don't know who it is. I can't. I couldn't work it out. Anyway, he's attacked somebody, so he's he's earned his money. Yeah. And your main event is uh, Joe and Johan versus Sheiky Castle. Yeah. Which team can reign superior? Asked Brett. But well, I mean, you, I, I think you can go a bit further. It's reign supreme, isn't it? I mean, reigning superior just seems not really aspirational enough. Anyway. You've got, um, early on, Hunt remonstrating with the ref, Sam, who's had a difficult night, to be honest. It's on duty most of the time. Um, You've got, um, because he doesn't get the three count, you've got um, McToom and Chris Castle smacking Hunt between them. Quite a, I mean, he carries him quite a long way, actually. Uh, Side slam from McToom. 
uh, to Johan so that Sedgwick comes straight in with punches straight to the head. I like that. Hunt then works Muktoom's leg and then the arm. Very nice. And Muktoom sheiks up. Yeah, he does that thing where he's kind of doing the, the bulldogging thing, you know, the, yeah, the arms. Yeah, there are cheers for Chris Castle. Brett mentions it, the voice of Yukita Pryor. And he's right, it's extraordinary. There is also a Castle um, um, sign as well. Extraordinary. Now, when they do the double bouncy Castle, it's lovely because they do the crisscross and then Muktoom. Um, Mimes throwing the ball to Castle to knock it out of the park. And he gives a splash and Castle gives the leg drop. Beautiful. And then a double Castle Rock. And they get the pin. It was a bit of a mess, but it was a heartwarming mess. Clearly Castle and Muktoom are loving it. Chris Castle's been on uh, uh, twi Twitter saying maybe he should go with this. But Johan and Joe are not happy. And the peacemaker, Leone Rose, is on the, t the stage. Johan pushes straight past her. And that is a portent of things to come. It was good, this episode. It was full of interest. It was full of intrigue. It was, it was pushed a bit too much sometimes, but loads of things are happening. And we're in the middle of a transitional period. And I like it when that happens, because all the pieces are in play. And I can't wait to see where they... Where they end up. Ta-ta.